We have the latest on the Nazem Kadri rumors as more details begin to creep out. Plus, we have some more information on the alleged return of the Fisherman jersey and your feedback on the Ed Westfall situation. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the midweek edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the rest of this offseason up until the start of training camp in September. Hard to believe we are now a little bit more than a month away from the start of Islanders training camp for 2022. 2023 and we'll have all islanders news for you right here on the locked on islanders podcast so more rumors coming out about the nazim Kadri situation and i'll tell you a lot of more smoke and right now it's david pagnata of the fourth period coming on uh, tsn radio in montreal saying essentially that Kadri to the Islanders is a mere formality. And basically he's saying, from what he understands, here's the quote, a seven-year contract for Nazem Kadri with the Islanders. They'll announce it soon. And by soon, he said it could be a couple of weeks because it's the Islanders, but I have no doubt that he won't be with the Islanders. They pretty much have that set in. It's a formality. From what I've heard, just paperwork and making sure all the money, and that is the dollars and cents, fit in uh, from a cap perspective. So then you add Frank Saravalli, uh, who stated on the Daily Faceoff that it's a seven-year deal with Kadri worth $7 million a year. Now, Saravalli said 
it's a little premature to say the deal has been finalized, but uh, he basically says that that could be a smokescreen from Kadri's people because they know how Lou does business and they are kind of waiting to see what will be with regard to other deals that have to be made. Now, the other thing that sort of ties into the seven million for seven years aspect of everything is that there are rumors that Josh Bailey is being shopped by the Islanders. And according to a lot of the buzz that's out there, if it is indeed Josh Bailey who is on the trading block, the Islanders may have to actually sweeten the deal a little bit, as in throw in a draft pick or a prospect in order to make that deal a reality. So uh, here's, here's the deal. $7 million a year, is Nazem Kadri worth that? Probably not. I think he's more of a five and a half to $6 million a year guy, but I can live with $7 million a year from the standpoint that when you sign a free agent, especially a guy like Kadri, who was considered one of the top two or three available free agent forwards in this year's draft, you have to overpay a little bit. You're never really going to get good value uh, as far as all of that is concerned. But the seven-year thing bothers me more because... Seven years for a guy who's 32, you're going to pay him $7 million a year when he's 36, 37, 38, and 39 when the odds are that Kadri's productivity will be on the downswing. Now, okay, five, six, seven years from now, will a $7 million a year deal be uh, outrageous for a top six forward? No, it probably won't be. But I think the real follow-up question has to be, in five years, will Nazem Kadri still be a top six forward? And I don't know the answer to that, but I think for a guy like Kadri, when he's 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, I would tend to think that that is not the time when he is going to be anywhere near the player he was last season. And remember that last year for him was a career year as far as points go when he had 87. And he got that playing with one of the most talented offensive teams in the NHL in the Colorado Avalanche. The Islanders do not have as much depth and talent up front as the Avalanche, who just won the Stanley Cup, have. So, you know, even if everything remains the same, I'm not so sure Kadri could duplicate those numbers. You know, if his play stays the same, not having the players around him that he had in Colorado could result in a reduction of his productivity. And you got to also figure that the style the Islanders play will result in a bit of a reduction in the productivity of Nazem Kadri. The $7 million a year doesn't bother me that much. Now, I heard some rumors also separate um, on a, a more avalanche-related source saying that the reason Kadri hasn't signed yet is he's 
more or less asking for $9 million a year. I think $9 million a year for Nazem Kadri is way too high. Completely outrageous. $7 million a year. Again, I think that's a little too high, but I can live with it. But that seven-year term bothers me. And again, the fact that he's a center, not a wing, bothers me, depending on what the other moves the Islanders make to clear up cap space. But I'll tell you right now, Bailey, while certainly Bailey is not worth the cap money he's getting at this stage in his career, uh, I don't know that you still then are stuck with five natural centers. And, you know, whether you end up moving Kadri or moving Nelson or moving, uh, you know, you're not going to move Pajot. You're not going to move Sezikis from center. You're going to move Matt Barzal. I, I, I don't know. It still creates other issues. But here's the flip side. And one of the things I really like about the potential situation. If you sign Nazem Kadri, who is, as I said, ranked as either the second or the third best forward in free agency. You are going a long way to breaking that reputation that the Islanders have that they cannot sign a big ticket free agent, that no highly ranked free agent is willing to come to the island. You get Nazem Kadri, that kind of goes up in smoke. So it's a mixed bag. There are good and bad issues with it. But to me, the fact that he's a center... And the fact that we're talking about a seven-year contract, I don't want to think what this deal would look like in four, five, six, seven years, uh, depending on where Kadri is with his play at that point. We have got more to get to on today's show. We'll talk more about the Fisherman jersey situation as the reverse retro third jersey. More details coming up about that, plus your feedback on the Ed Westfall situation. That and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I really don't like taking a whole lot of pills, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All these things. And look, it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. To make it easy now, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
So let's talk a little bit about the Fisherman Jersey situation. It seems to be evolving as more information comes out. And the deal with the Fisherman Jersey right now is that it looks like the Fisherman will be the reverse retro jersey for the Islanders, but it's not exactly going to be the same as the jersey they had back in the mid to late 90s. Why? Well, the teal color that was a part of that jersey that was never a part of the Islanders' color scheme until then. Uh, Not going to be included in this reverse retro jersey. It looks like it will have the Fisherman logo and the Fisherman style, but no teal, sticking with the darker blue and going to go that route so again nothing official yet but getting rid of the teal i think is is a good look and it kind of combines a little bit more of the tradition that the islanders have with the look that a lot of fans seem to like in the fisherman jersey so that's the situation with that and again as soon as something becomes official we will let you know but as of right now uh it looks like the fisherman jersey will be resurrected the gorton's fisherman will be back i'm sure we'll hear the fish stick chants from ranger fans again uh but overall it looks like uh more of the traditional colors and i think that's a great way to go if you're the new york islanders Wanted to talk a little bit more about your feedback on the Ed Westfall situation. If you missed it, we talked about uh, that on Monday's show, whether or not Ed Westfall should be honored in some way on the team's 50th anniversary season. He was their first captain, uh, was a broadcaster for almost two decades with the Islanders on Sports Channel, cable television. And most of the people who I spoke to and who gave me feedback overwhelmingly in favor of giving Ed Westfall some kind of honor. Got an email here from Frank in North Patchogue, and Frank, thank you for the email. He says, hi Gil, I always thought it would be proper for the Islanders to retire number 18. When Westfall and Jiggs McDonald worked together, many times Jiggs simply addressed Westfall as 18, which yeah, he did. I did not realize that many players after him wore 18, but thanks to listening to your podcast today, I've changed my mind about retiring the number. I do agree something should be done for Eddie Westfall as we open the 50th anniversary season for the New York Islanders. Your idea is an excellent one. It's good that he is in the Islanders Hall of Fame and a banner commemorating his tenure as our first captain and as a wonderful broadcaster would be appropriate. Then he goes on, and I love this, My two best Ed Westfall moments were, one, scoring that goal, a backhander, incidentally, that beat the Penguins in Game 7 of the 1975 quarterfinal round after being down uh, three games to none in that series, and then two in the next round, being down 0-3 again. The Islanders tied the series, and the slimy Flyers had to bring in Kate Smith to sing God Bless America, but Westfall showed his class by presenting Kate Smith with a bouquet of roses after her performance in an attempt, basically, uh, and this is me speaking, not Frank, but uh, in an attempt 
to uh, break that jinx. Unfortunately, it didn't work. But there's always a soft spot, Frank writes, in my heart for our first captain, Eddie Westfall. And I, I agree with that. Uh, I, I share that soft spot. And to me, it really would be something great to see. Uh, another uh, person commenting, uh, Andrew commented on YouTube that Ed Westfall's jersey should be retired. And another person, David, uh, commented that Ed Westfall's the one who gave Clark Gillies his nickname, Jethro, which, uh, again, reminded me of that. So some great Ed Westfall memories being shared by you, the listener and viewer, and I appreciate that so much to uh, Frank and to Andrew and to David. Uh, all of that really uh, great stuff, and I really would like to see the uh, the Islanders honor Westfall in some way. If you feel like the 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 honor of a Jersey retirement, that the bar should be set very high, that, you know, Ed Westfall was a very good player, but not worthy of Jersey retirement. You don't want to go the Yankees route where every number is taken up. But, you know, to me, it would be great to see some kind of distinct honor for Ed Westfall. He deserves it. He's a great guy. And, and it seems that you, the fan, are overwhelmingly in favor of honoring him in some way. We have got more to discuss on today's show when we come back. Our Islanders birthday of the day, a three-time Stanley Cup winner with the Islanders who also played two stints with the Rangers. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and some final thoughts still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, of course, the NHL, combat sports, esports, tennis, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, believe it or not, today, Wednesday, is the 66th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Mike McEwen, originally drafted by the Rangers in the third round back in 1976, also drafted by the WHA's Toronto Toros in the seventh round that same year. And McEwen stuck with the Rangers from 76-77 until 79-80, had a 20-goal, 58-point season with the Rangers, in 1978-79, the year the Rangers went to the Cup Final, was traded to the Colorado Rockies in the Barry Beck deal, and then came to the Islanders late in the 80-81 season in the deal that sent Chico Resch to the Colorado Rockies. And McEwen played on the last three Islanders Stanley Cup winning teams, 81, 82, 83, Started the 83-84 season with the Islanders before being dealt to the L.A. Kings. 
and then played with the Capitals, Red Wings, and then briefly with the Rangers again, then a couple of years with the Hartford Whalers before finishing his career in Switzerland. His last active professional season, 1991-92, when he finished his career with the AHL's New Haven Nighthawks. He played in 716 games in the NHL, 108 goals, 404 points, and 460 penalty minutes. Add 12 goals and 48 points in 78 playoff games, uh, of which 44 were played with the Islanders. And, by the way, uh, the best season for McEwen with the Isles, by far, 81-82, 10 goals, 49 points in 73 games. And the thing about McEwen, he doesn't get remembered as much because you had Dennis Potvin, who was going to be the number one offensive uh, defenseman on those great Islander teams. So you really didn't need uh, McEwen to contribute as much and be the man. Then you also had Stefan Pearson on that team, although McEwen had more points than Pearson by six points in that 81-82 season. We go back and look at one of his bigger impact games with the Islanders, a playoff game, a very famous playoff game, April 13th, 1982, Game 5 of the Islanders' preliminary round series or Patrick Division semifinal series against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a best-of-five series. It's all even at 2-2. The Islanders dominated Games 1 and 2 at the Coliseum. The Penguins came back and won Game 3 in Pittsburgh in overtime, beat the Islanders in Game 4, and sets up the decisive Game 5 at the Coliseum. And the Islanders look tired and flat in this one. No scoring in the first period. In the second period, Bobby Nystrom gives the Islanders the lead, his first of the playoffs, from Bob Bourne and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Mike McEwen. Michelle Dion, the goalie for the Penguins in this one. Uh, Billy Smith, the netminder for the Isles. Then the Penguins in the second period start to pour it on. Less than a minute after Nystrom gave the Islanders the lead, Kevin McClellan ties it for Pittsburgh. His first from Greg Hotham and Rod Shutt at 11.01. Then Mike Bullard of Pittsburgh makes it 2-1. Rick McLeish and Greg Hotham with the assist at 16.10. Islanders down 2-1. And with a minute 29 left in the second, Randy Carlisle, his first from Paul Gardner. All of a sudden, after 40 minutes, the Islanders down 3 to one, and then time starts to grow short. The Islanders' Al Arbor ends up switching goalies because back then, if you switch goalies, the new goalie got a chance to warm up. So Billy Smith comes out, Roland Melanson comes in, only plays 23 seconds, but they weren't there weren't timeouts back then. So Al Arbor switches goalies as a way of kind of creating a timeout and getting his team to regroup. Then, in the third period, Randy Carlisle of Pittsburgh heads off for hooking, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Mike McEwen, his second of the playoffs on the power play from Mike Bossy and Brian Trache at 14:33. That pulls the Isles to within one, and then John Tonelli, his second of the playoffs, Gord Lane and Kenny Morrow with the assist at 17:39, ties the game. We head to overtime, and in the OT, John Tonelli. 
His third from Nystrom and our Islanders birthday of the day, Mike McEwen at 619. Islanders win it in overtime 4-3 and advance to the second round of the playoffs, the Patrick Division Final, and they do end up winning uh, their third Stanley Cup this year. But boy, this was maybe the closest the dynasty came to being uh, undone in the midst of that dynasty. For Mike McEwen, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goal, two assists, that's a three-point night. He was a plus one. He assisted on the game-winning goal and had seven shots on goal, which tied him with John Tonelli and Mike Bossy for the team lead in this game. The Islanders had 47 shots on goal to just 21 for the Penguins, but the Islanders pushed to the limit, but win it 4-3 to three and advance and go on to win their third straight Stanley Cup. So again, wishing a very happy 66th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Mike McEwen. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. Want to hear more about what you think about the idea of seven years, $7 million per year for uh, Nazem Kadri? If you think that's a good deal, if you think it's not a good deal, or if you think it depends on who the Islanders have to trade away to make it happen, love to hear from you. Again, you can email us, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. Mention it on Twitter. Make a comment on the YouTube page, whatever's easiest for you. And we look forward to hearing from you. Want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course... Let's go Islanders!